Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast, the official podcast for the internationally recognised supporters club of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, This week's podcast has been hastily arranged, actually, to give you our thoughts about the situation that unfolded on Thursday regarding John Dorsey. Um, Tom has actually called uh, one of his cabinet meetings with our new formed party. (laughs) 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 It's not 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 like the, the Cobra meetings it's not like the cabinet office briefing room here it's the chief's office briefing room here so we're going to dissect everything about what happened on thursday starting with the good news which is obviously andy reid has actually signed a contract extension that's good news isn't it tom yeah um First of all, can I say thank you for explaining to me what COBRA actually stood for? You didn't know that before. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Cabinet Office <laughs> Briefing Room A. Thank you. Um, I've heard it a lot on the news. I don't know what Room uh, A is late, for. It's probably too much um, than we'd like. But yeah, no, thank you for in, in, enlightening me, as it were. <laughs> well, it is emergency, on... I thought it was called for, you know. Uh, okay. Yeah, it certainly is in this case. Um, in terms of Andy Reid, I couldn't be more delighted with the fact that he signed the contract. Yeah, really. um, Everyone knows how bad we've been or was before Andy Reid come to town with the coaches that we had before him. Um, he's brought a bit of stability to the to the club. Um, I think, was it 43-21 and 21 yeah, since Reid come into town? A playoff win. He's one of the most um, respected coaches in the league. I saw a list the other day that had him as the fifth best coach in the, the whole of the NFL. Really? Um, but yeah, to get Andy Reid locked up for another five years, I think is huge and I couldn't have been happier for 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a very brief uh, window of happiness, I have to say. It, it, it seems to be a common thing now being a Chiefs fan of this though, doesn't it? I mean, we had the same thing similar with, uh, with Eric Berry. Eric Berry signed, we... We had this euphoria that, yeah, we've got our man, and then Charles went. It was like, it's it's a bit like yin and yang, isn't it? Um, a little bit. Um, although, I think everybody saw it coming with Charles to an extent, whereas mm. I think to probably pretty much everyone, this Dorsey thing came totally out of the blue. I don't it, really think anyone saw this coming. It came uh, fast out of the traps, didn't it? The bad news. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the Chiefs planned it the way they did so that they could get the good news out the door first and then probably soften that news a little bit more. Um, But the timing, I have to say, is is super weird. Um, You know, this close to the the start of preseason, you know, training camp... um, after the draft, after free agency, we just let Chris Ballard go to the Colts, who seemed like the heir apparent at the Chiefs if Dorsey did ever leave. So to have him go, like, literally only a, a few months ago, and then mm. obviously to see Dorsey leave is certainly a bit of a sickener as well. It, that's what we need to look at, really, think, don't we? Because the, there's this there's this kind of timeline where everything seemed rosy, didn't it? I'd say around about around about 
the draft time, would you say? Because the, there were still plans there from Dorsey. There was these long, these really long-term plans, weren't they? Um, well, yeah. He attacked the draft. He got the players he wanted. Um, and everything seemed fine. And I, I think that's probably the shock factor of it all, isn't it? That all of a sudden, he's gone. Well, yeah, you're right. When the team draft a quarterback of the future, especially one that they're prepared to sit for a couple of seasons, so or so it seems, you're thinking, right, that's the GM the coach and the quarterback all locked in together now they're, they're all their futures are dependent on each other and I honestly thought when when they drafted Mahomes I thought you're going to see a Reed extension which we did see and I thought soon to come after or maybe before Reed was John Dorsey um, because of Mahomes being drafted and for the Chiefs to go against that and get rid of Dorsey who has been excellent in the draft we must add um doesn't kind of sit right with me I just I'm, I'm still in shock now um, at the whole situation it's all I've been thinking about all day is just a, my Twitter feed's been going mental my Facebook's going mental yeah. no one really knows what went on yesterday and can't p- seem to pinpoint the exact reason why John Dorsey is currently unemployed well let's go through the different uh, rumours and the different options that that, that people have been really thrown in. I mean, like you said, Twitter went nuts, didn't it? I mean, did you say, did you send out a tweet not, uh, yesterday as well saying that um, the Chiefs are actually twending, twending, trending, twending, twending. I'm going to pit that word. All right, Jonathan Wass. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> they were actually trending the f- on Twitter uh, in the UK, weren't they? Yeah, that's never happened before. Um, <laughs> no. And trust me, I look at the I look at these things a lot. Yeah, was it Chiefs um, number nine and then Dorsey number 10 or something like that? At, at one point... <laughs> Well, at one point, Dorsey was trending number three in the UK and Andy Reid was trending number four. In fact, they were trending over something that was happening on Love Island. And that's been lit this season. Oh, that's something new. (laughs) Wow. Exactly. So for that to be trending up there with them, with um, Johnny and Camilla's of Love Island, yes, I do watch it, then um, the Chiefs must have some really big news. And so it was. Well, the thing was, when... uh, when I first saw, because I I saw the the read news first, and then it was in our our little group group message we have for organising and chatting about stuff, and I think it was Tom posted and said, "Have you seen the news?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's great, great, great news uh, about getting read <laughs> extended." No, he's like, "Dorsey's been fired," and it was just like, "Nah, you're winding me up." And he, I was just like, yeah. "Well, no," because I was just like, "You're joking, right? That that can't be true." And I literally just went straight onto uh, Arrowhead Pride, and there it was, right on the front page. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, well, yeah." I certainly didn't expect that. Well, the first rumor that kept coming up uh, was um, apparently Dorsey was asking to be paid, you know, like asking for a big deal kind of thing. Which I I didn't think that sounded like what Dorsey would do. He was very much about the project, about the you know um, the, the whole franchise and and building this team up to being a contender. Um, what do you think of that? Do you think it was like a, a money thing for him? I I do think he will have want to, wanted to get paid. I mean, the Chiefs roster from top to bottom is one of the strongest rosters in the league. Um, and prior to Dorsey getting here, yeah, we had some good, good guys through one to, you know, about 25, but the bottom end of the roster was... Was absolutely dreadful. Um, 
and yeah, since since Dorsey's come here, the, the the roster has improved so massively. We've got so much strength and depth. He's picked up so many little diamonds in the rough and uh, reclamation projects from guys that have been cut from other teams. You they can felt, find value, can't he? Well, yeah. the, th- the thing was, it was like, you you know, if Dorsey was asking for a big deal, you, you'd kind of go, yeah, he's probably earned it. And mm. the thing is, like, Clark's not been afraid to throw money around, you know, getting Reed in the first place. Um, and then prior to that, when he got Pioli and Haley, you know, Pioli was the hottest GM candidate in the league prior to us getting him. And Haley was one of the biggest up-and-coming coaches in the league, you know, after leading that Arizona offense to the Super Bowl and you know they were scoring points for fun so mm. I, I certainly don't even if Dorsey was demanding big bucks I don't think that would be a reason for Clark to get rid because I think he's shown since he's sort of taken over um, from Lamar um, that he he's willing to throw money around if he deems it necessary mm. well I mean the 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 Obviously, the, the the money side of it there, what you just mentioned, but there was this kind of kind of connection, wasn't there, with uh, the Green Bay Packers that seems to be playing or seemed to have a factor in uh, how Hunt was thinking at the time, wasn't it? Because if you've got the Green Bay Packers wanting Dorsey, if it was unofficial or not, I'd, I'm not sure who it, whether it was official or not, but if you've got the Packers wanting to poach your GM. You're going to give them the money, aren't you? That's the thing. You're going to do everything to keep them there. Yeah, but I've, this whole Packers rumours, I don't know where I stand on it. Um, I've, it's, it's no shocked, it has no shock to anyone that John Dorsey wanted to be GM one day of the Packers. But I think he, at the same time, he was very settled in Kansas City. Mm. He's talked before about how his family love it in Kansas City. I think his wife was especially keen now because I think she might be from the area. Um, and the Packers still had Ted Thompson under contract for another year. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were thinking about making that move, then possibly they could have fired Ted Thompson back in back in January and then really gone after Dorsey. Maybe the Packers were willing to wait and sit and wait for Dorsey to become available. But they could do a rescue package now, couldn't they, by making Dorsey a role ready for that transitional changeover? Yeah, Dorsey wouldn't want to do that. Dorsey's not going to drop down. No, Dorsey wants to be GM. Um, I don't think it's an ideal situation to have a GM that's quite openly, you know, shown that he wants to eventually go to another team because I think Clark is probably in the situation where he's one of wanting to plan as long-term as possible with this team. You know, we've yeah. just drafted our quarterback of the future. You've tied your coach down for another five years. It's like, you've got to look at that and be like, we want the box in place for the next five to six years. And if this guy's potentially going to leave in a year or two, where does that leave us? Mm-hmm. And the, the the thing I've heard is that there's a possibility that Dorsey may have wanted uh, an out in his contract if Green Bay came calling. Right. And for me, that's whether... Is that the sh- sort of the straw that broke the camel's back with Hunt where he's kind of gone, you know what, I'm not sure long term if this is what's best for the Chiefs mm-hmm. so let's cut ties now 
and get a guy in that we can do, you know, yeah. can tie but down. If, but if I'm John Dorsey, if I'm Clark Hunt, sorry, and you've heard these rumours, these rumours were right back in January, February, I think it was Ian Rappaport that first mentioned it back around the playoffs and the Super Bowl that John Dorsey was keen on a move back to Green Bay. If you're Clark Hunt and you've got that worry, why do you let Chris Ballard go? And that's that's the thing that makes me believe that it's... Yeah, if you had some doubt, you wouldn't let him go. Rec- yeah, it's more so the recent events with Jeremy Macklin. Well, that's the next thing I was going to bring are up, the biggest, actually. Are the biggest factors yeah. in this uh, in this firing. You see, I don't know if it's a, it's a culmination of all of that, though. I think that Macklin thing has clearly not helped because I don't... Reed did not seem pleased about it. I will say that much. Um, well, he wouldn't be. He's one of his favourite players. He drafted the guy. He brought him from from Philadelphia to Kansas City. And he even went to his wedding a couple of weeks just before he got cut. My wondering is, I'm not necessarily saying that Reed demanded this, but in his contract negotiations and prior to signing his new deal, whether him and Clark Hunt have sat down and gone, you know what? where we've obviously not happy with that Macklin release. He's probably made his feelings clear about that. Apparently, there's rumours of it, obviously, butting heads with Dorsey and Clark anyway. Um, there was the rumour that apparently came out that, you know, Berry wouldn't have been re-signed if it was down to Dorsey. Mm-hmm. Um, that Hunt is possibly the one that, force that through so I, I don't know if it's a culmination of these things and then also you have the cap mismanagement that led to Macklin having to be released as what as much as you want to you, you can praise Dorsey for his drafting ability you do have to question some of the contracts that he's handed out to certain players and also possibly the delay or the quickness in signing certain contracts. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Alex Smith signed him too early, maybe a year too early. Yeah. And Barry and Houston's probably signed a year too late. And as a result, our cap is in a much worse situation than it actually needs to be because of those signings. Um, the bow contract as well, the first contract that Dorsey handed out. Tamba Harley also had... I know he took a pay cut one year, but for taking that pay cut, he got handsomely rewarded with the his next contract, yeah. maybe. Um, yeah, which maybe doesn't match his production. That, that's just not one or two contracts. That's four or five pretty major contracts, you know, most of the big contracts. Um, but that's do you a lot think of it, money. Do you think it, if we're t- saying that salary cap is a big factor in possibly the firing of um, John Dorsey. Do you think Clark Hart's looking at looking at a team and thinking, right, Marcus Peters needs to get paid in the next couple of years. Mitch Morse needs to get paid in the next couple of years. Do you think he's... Tyreek Hill. Tyreek that, Hill, well, if he carries thing, on, I think he needs to be proactive with these guys. And I think you need to go out, especially with the rate that the cap is going up. Like, just look at the contract that Derek Carr got handed out. Five years, $125 million. Mega deal, that. You know... The, the the salary cap's going up at a rate that in a couple of years, if you leave it later with these guys, they're just going to cost more and more and more money. Mm-hmm. And it's beneficial to us as an organisation to get these guys locked up earlier. 
Hence the very, hence the very one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we ended up obviously having to pay franchise him for a year, which took a big hit against the cap, mm-hmm. and then obviously had a monster year, and you're having to pay him, a, you know, the biggest safety deal of all time. Whereas if we'd have signed him a year ago, would his contract have been as big? I personally don't think so. I will give um, kudos to John Dorsey. One contract that they did get right was Travis Kelsey. They um, they nailed the Travis Kelsey contract just at the right time, just before he become a, was that a two superstar years, two, Was that two years before it ended? No, one. One year. Um, but the thing was, Kelsey didn't have a fifth-year option, so we had to do that. Otherwise, mm. you know, it would have been at the end of that season and you risk losing him altogether. Uh, so I don't really think he had much of an option with the the Kelsey timing. It was sign him then or you don't have him tied down at a contract at the end of the season and you might not have any choice in what happens then. Um, whereas you look at certain guys and it's, you know, the end of their rookie deals and they've got that fifth-year option and you want to get them tied up sooner rather than later. Houston obviously didn't have a fifth-year option um, which is why, obviously, he cost a little bit more money earlier than he would have done. But again, it was that that whole we're letting get guys to a point where they have a monster year, and you you have to pay them huge money because mm. why why should they take twenty million dollars less than what they'd get elsewhere? Even if you give them a slight hometown discount, you know. I think I think you're right. I think the the, the root of all these problems is is obviously the mismanagement of the cap, isn't it? Well, that's what the um, the Chiefs' kingdom uh, believes as well. We actually ran a poll last night on what we thought the biggest factor were or was in John Dorsey's uh, firing. The options that I throw, I thrown out on the Twitter account were salary cap, Packers, and Jeremy Macklin. Um, had I known what I know today, after reading it, I probably put have thrown Andy Reid in as an option. Yeah. But based on what I knew last night, um, salary cap was was the one that everyone thought was the the biggest factor in John Dorsey's firing. And I tend to agree. I do think that the contract situation um, with certain Chiefs players has been massively uh, mishandled. I know a couple of weeks ago we made the case for Jeremy Macklin's cutting, but in an ideal world, none of us wanted to see Jeremy Macklin get cut because he was a good player. Um, You've got other players on bigger contracts which just don't contribute like they ha- they used to mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Tumba Harley I really like the guy he's a big fan of Arrowheads Abroad itself and constantly engages with us um, but you can't get away from the fact that his production on the field is nowhere near what it was a few what, years ago yeah the value and, his contract represents and yeah his contract is not is not worth the money that he's currently getting um, consistently the Chiefs are tight against the cap or over it in the, in the off season and we can't be in that situation anymore we need to pay these pay these guys that are upcoming to your peers and your morse and so this cap situation needs to get sorted i read earlier that next year potentially we'll be paying 10 million in contracts to um jay howard jamal charles and alex smith this is in 2000 and then jeremy macklin that's 10 million in dead money and none of those four are going to even be on the team that can't happen 10 million dollars that you know that gets you you know two or three solid rotational players mm-hmm. 10 million dollars that that's not chump change it just it seems it's probably a combination of the three of probably the green bay overtures the 
uh, salary cap situation, which has then led to the Macklin release. Mm-hmm. I think afterwards. you. I think you touched on this earlier uh, in your earlier comments, but um, the, there was the does seem to be a massive rumour coming out at the moment, whether it's true or not, but um, the Eric Berry deal, uh, there was two camps in this. There was the Dorsey side, apparently, who didn't feel that it was the right thing for the Chiefs, but, um, the, like I said, these are rumours, um, and apparently Clark Hunt had to step in to get that deal done. Um, I don't know what you guys make of that, whether that's, uh, you know, if, if, if that's, if there's anything in that, basically, if there's anything in that rumor. If there is anything in it, it's it's we're never going to find out. That's something that's never going to come out. It's going to be. But that's something that will rock a relationship massively, won't it? If there's two camps, yeah, because obviously entrenched. Clark Hunt valued Eric Berry uh, more like a fan and like us than say John Dorsey did. Um, I've read. I also read the same thing that you read, and it said something about um, the insurance clause that the, that John Dorsey wanted to put in Eric Berry's contract, and that didn't sit well with with well, Clark Hunt. That was like Clark a year Hunt, and a half ago, wasn't it? Or something that Clark Hunt wanted the deal yeah. done. Um, John Dorsey wanted to play it out and see what they could, or what how little they could get out of um, Eric Berry, but. Ultimately, Clark Hunt, in our eyes, probably did the right thing and mm. got Eric very signed. And whether that sat with Clark Hunt, only he knows. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, as well with Berry, in previous years, I will say, especially earlier in his career, he was probably hyped up more than his production on the field backed that up. But you cannot say that in the last couple of years, Eric Berry has just not been absolutely phenomenal he's the kind of player that you don't see these days where they're like a one team player do you know what I mean there's, a, there's you've got to pay big bucks to keep that kind of franchise player don't you especially in a, in a place like Kansas City as well mm. there's not a big market you know these guys are not going to get you know unless they become an absolute superstar these guys are not going to get like the the marketing opportunities and the sponsorship deals that the guys in the big markets are going to get. So you you really need to go all out to keep these guys and create this family feel and, you know, nearly letting Berry go, cutting Macklin after, you know, he delayed his honeymoon to go to OTAs and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. That doesn't really promote that, that family club feel that the Chiefs, I think, have so tried so hard to sort of create the last yeah. four or five years. Um, and that, I, I would have think that's probably rubbed Clark Hunt up the wrong way a little bit as well. I think we've gone, th- I think going through this, we're, we're looking at this as there's a combination of things that have just built up over the of recent times, basically, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. But I want to move away from, because um, I don't want to look at John Dorsey's, time in Kansas City negatively okay the way it's all come to an end is unfortunate but we need to we're sitting here bashing the guy for a salary cap which we all know wasn't his strongest point but what we do need to recognise with John Dorsey and what we will be missing is talent evaluation oh, yeah. and that is going to be huge I've just got the list here of his last two drafts we're not even going to go back to the first two which were pretty good themselves but the last um Sorry, not not including this year, the 2016 and 2015 draft. These are the guys that he's drafted. Okay, he's drafted 
I'm only, sorry, I'm only going to name the guys that are currently on the team. Chris Jones, Patrick Geinger, Eric Murray, Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill, DJ White, Daddy Nicholas, Marcus Peters, Mitch Morse, Chris Connolly, Stephen Nelson, Ramick Wilson, DJ Alexandra, Raheem Nunez, and Raheem Nunez Roches. How many GMs in this league has got that much talent out of I mean, two drafts? That? Eleven guys. Yeah, Something eleven like guys. Eleven yeah, contributors in two drafts. That is what we're going to be missing big time when John Dilsey isn't there next uh, next year. As I say, like you cannot criticize the guys. A player evaluator. I obviously just look at the way that rosters. I think we brought it up at the start of the show. It's like just look at the way this roster has been turned around. You know, we have one of the strongest rosters from top to bottom in the NFL. I don't think anyone can contend that. And, you know, probably the one area that we are weakest, maybe, some people might look at it, quarterback, we've addressed in this draft, you know, so it's hard to say that, you know, in terms of talent and the guys we have on the roster, that Dorsey hasn't done his job there. And I think we'll, a lot of fans will always be grateful for for what he's done for Kansas City and I think be lo- he'll be looked back on fondly more than you know, whatever's gone on the last few days. I'm going to miss his commanding presence. I always felt really confident when we were, we were going into a draft and we knew that Dorsey had a plan. He, he, he was quite meticulous on how he was going to go about getting players and that, or if he was going to sit back and start uh, gathering picks, that kind of thing. There was always a strategy behind it. And I, I always felt confident and I always believed that what Dorsey was doing was always going to be to the benefit of the Chiefs. That That's... That's the greatest compliment I can give him, really, because you always felt that every move, every pick, was was all for the Chiefs. It wasn't, you know, um, it was he wasn't just throwing all the eggs in one basket and just going up and getting the, you know, moving up the board every single time. Um, yeah, and he single-handedly made day three of the draft exciting for Chiefs fans. <laughs> yeah, did, I, I've yeah. never been a big fan of day three, but you know with John Dorsey that he's going to find contributors. And well, in Tyreek Hill's case, he's more than a contributor, mm. um, a pro bowler in that sense. So um, you, you always knew that you can't switch off with a draft with John Dorsey. It doesn't matter if it's day one, day two, or day three. You know that he was going to pull something out the bag and that's yeah. what I'm going to miss when it comes to the roster. I think the way you have to look at it as well is that the draft this year, you saw that switching mentality from previous years where, yeah. you know, previously we had been about accumulating picks and trying to strengthen the bottom end of that roster and get deeper from 1 to 53. Whereas you tell this year that mentality was we only need a few players to push us over the edge. We yeah. need that quarterback of the future. Let's be aggressive. And as I say, I don't think you can criticise him for his work in the draft. I Definitely think not. Bar one or two picks, I, I I think he's done a pretty exceptional job overall. Um, and if the Mahomes pick works out, you know, if that that's Dorsey's last action is to draft the quarterback of the future for the Chiefs who leads us you know, to many playoff victories and hopefully a Super Bowl win, then I don't think anyone will ever have a bad word to say about John Dorsey, ever. No. Well, as one era ends, there's obviously going to be a new era of, we're going to get a new GM. Um, and apparently, 
Tom, you've been running a poll on that as well, haven't you, on the, uh, the Arrowhead's Twitter page. <laughs> yeah, Who's going to be the next Chiefs GM? Well, Dave, I don't know if you've seen this, but I actually did a, um, a poll and who do we get in as a new GM? And the options were yourself, Brad, and me. Oh, right. Um, okay. <laughs> this actually, is interesting. There's, there's about four a, minutes left, isn't there, on this? There's now. about six, yeah, four minutes as we record left on oh, the poll. So don't don't want to know the results of this. <laughs> as it stands, um, Brad's on 32%. You're also on 32%. And I'm leading on 36%. I'm just oh. going to re- retweet this now. And going to send a tweet out saying, get your votes in quickly. And then come back to me in five minutes. Um, <laughs> so we've got a pad for five minutes. Yeah. We, we, we get, <laughs> come back to me in five minutes and um, we'll we'll see, let's see who, who's going to be the next Chiefs GM out well, of. While we're waiting for that, should we, should we talk seriously of who, who we think, are we, are we going to promote from within or are we going to go out and grab somebody from another team somewhere? Who, who, would, you, who would you ideally want? Well, five months ago, this would have been easy. It would have been Chris, Chris Ballard. But now he's in Indianapolis. He's going to do a great job there. They're going to be a good team in a couple of years. And there's no doubt about that, especially with having Andrew Luck on, and quarterback. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the Colts. Um, in terms of the Chiefs themselves, I think they will go internally. Um, I just think it's the way they they want to do things now. I think they've got so many guys in that in that, that locker room in the front office that they trust I think they will go and tell me I think Brett Veach is the guy the director yeah, of player personnel I've heard that name around, um, yeah. he's, he's, he's the bookie's favourite yeah um, he was up for the Bills GM, GM job um, this off season apparently that's the rumours anyway uh, it was never confirmed or anything but yeah he seems to be the the, the heavy favourite from so, uh, so there's no the way that no way that Reed's going to take on that dual role again like he did in Philly. No, I, he's already come out and said a couple of years back like that's well I think I think originally when he took the Chiefs job it was you know he just he just wants the work he just wants the coach guys he doesn't want to have to deal with all the front office stuff. Mm. He said he didn't enjoy that in Philadelphia and I think it, you know it it showed towards the end of his time there that it was taking its toll on his you know ability to coach the team. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm 100 certain that Reed's got uh, no interest in doing that again. No, our results are in, guys. Oh, gone. Yeah, they're, they're in. They're in. <laughs> who, who casted a vote? Um, I checked this 30 seconds ago, and I was still winning. But right. um, some a few votes have come in since. <laughs> um, they reckon, tied it up. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Chiefs Kingdom has spoken and they think that me and Dave should go into co-GM roles. Co-GM. <laughs> what, what am I doing? Am I polishing boots yeah, or something? And you, yeah, and it seems <laughs> to be the case, yeah. <laughs> and Brad is our bitch. Do you know what? So, I was leading that for a while. I think there's some skullduggery going on here. <laughs> I mean, I didn't even know about the poll until Tom mentioned it uh, literally <laughs> two minutes ago. We've and I was still in second place. Do you know place, what that so. also means, guys? What? Go on. It's now free all in Brad Bowden's ah! Dave. <laughs> oh, you get. <laughs> no, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say there's no skill involved in that. <laughs> I'm gonna have a rant, well, a Dave the, rant. The way I see it, the way I see it, Brad, is that the people that have listened to our podcast have established that Dave knows what he's talking about a lot more than you do. <laughs> that seems to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good cheerleader. We're pleased to have you. Um, <laughs> you can be our T-boy. I didn't yeah. ask for PG tips. I wanted Yorkshire T-boy. <laughs> I'll scold you again, boy. <laughs> yeah. 
No, uh, thanks for everyone who voted for me. I'm, I'm sorry yeah. I let you down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. So, say you two are now the GM, right? Who are you? Which contract are you looking at first? Smiths. <laughs> right. Top I mean, this is next off season. <laughs> we ain't doing anything now before the season starts. Right. You, you know, the roster's set for this year now, barring any shock names getting released. So, I think, um, yeah, Smith next year. Yeah, the, the the free contracts that I look at next off season is uh, Alex Smith for sure, um, Tom Harley. I don't know how much he's got left, and Mitch Morse. Um, game locked up. I think you can afford to wait another year on Marcus Peters because the whole fifth year option. But Mitch Morse definitely. He's get him signed. Get the other two released. I would Peters up next year because you know he's going to be even more costly the year after that. And you can use that fifth-year option in your favour so that you reduce the hit earlier, uh, later in the contract, sorry. So you might pay him a bit more than his, you know, earlier in the contract than his fifth-year option would have given him. But then you're also reducing the hit on the later years, which for me makes the most sense. Um, You know, you're always trying to avoid having to pay extra dollars later down and mm. obviously then with the salary cap increasing every year I think you want to get him tied down as early as possible and if we can get him to a tie, sign to a new deal this year uh, sorry next off season I, I would do it without a second's hesitation there you are right I think uh, I think that's it for this uh, impromptu emergency podcast uh, we hope you've enjoyed it let us know your thoughts obviously by tweeting us at KC Chiefs underscore UK, and we'll do a well, we'll do a, a, our normal podcast. Uh, in pos- is it going to be a couple of weeks' time? Do you think, lads? Are we going to? Are we going to? We'll see what comes out in the next what, few days. See what yeah. happens. If there's any more cuts on the way, um, but yeah, we hope you have enjoyed the show, and uh, we'll speak to you soon, guys. Thanks a lot.